Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode number 50. 50, that's right, of the Audible Farm podcast. Holy cow, we made it to 50. Yeah, this episode's brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. That's probably one of my favorite parts about it. The other part about it is it's some of the freshest coffee I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, you send in your order and they say, all right, we'll roast your coffee for you and send it right back to you. And they, they ship you the coffee right to your house. I know some people were just like, well, that's weird getting coffee shipped to your house, but it's no different than having like coffee shipped to a grocery store. And then you go to the grocery store, except like the coffee you get at the grocery store is, is roasted in giant bulk batches that they, I don't know even when they roasted them. I don't even know if they tell you when they roasted those, those beans that you can buy at the store, but Couchtown Coffee is roasted for you to order, so they roast your beans for you when you want them, not like months ago and then wait and then ship you something that's freeze-dried or whatever. They don't None of that nonsense. It's, it's roasted to your specifications, so if you wanted a little bit you know, lighter roast, you can get a little bit lighter roast. I like dark roast. The Columbia is my favorite, but uh, go to the, their website at www.couchtowncoffee.com. You can find uh, the Our Coffees section right up there at the top. And you click on that, and it shows what kind of coffees they have available, how you can get a, get a hold of them to order your coffee, and so much more. It's a great you know great thing they're doing here for the podcast by sponsoring and getting all this music out there. And it's not only that, but one of the other cool things they're doing about sponsoring the podcast is they're going to offer you 20% off. You know, Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. So go to www.couchtowncoffee.com, find a coffee you like, and when you're making your order, make sure you enter the word CLASS. Why? Because you're going to feel like you've got a lot of class when you'll be drinking this Couchtown coffee. You know who else has some class? Levi Drew. That's this week's guest on episode number 50. He's riddled with class. He's one of the guys in riddled with class. I'll tell you what, I didn't know I had this much in common with Levi Drew when we started doing the podcast, but I mean, even after the podcast was over, we were having a couple conversations, and, and we think kind of on the same wavelength about a handful of different things, but at the same rate, uh, during the episode, you can find us on differing sides of the coin sometimes, too. So it's kind of neat. Um, I really enjoyed this episode, didn't really know him too much going into this, and I think, uh, I think we got to know each other pretty well in this episode, so it's kind of a nice one. Check it out, guys. I hope you really like this one. It's episode number 50 with Levi Drew. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, so I got her going, and uh, I'm sitting down with uh, Levi Drew. Uh, two first names? Three, technically, Wait. if you really delve into Okay, it. let's hear it. Uh, Wesley. Wesley. Yes. All right, I was waiting for something like Levi, John, Drew, like no. just like really simple, simple. No, no. Ever gone by Wesley? Never, ever. No. It <laughs> kind of seems like an outlier in the A name. A lot of people call me Drew, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you got the, uh, the last name... Uh, there's a the trucking company, right? Sure. I did see a picture of that on Facebook from from somewhere back in the day. I don't remember, but somebody I think tagged you on a picture of it. That was pretty cool, man. Sure, yeah, yeah. Me and the family have had uh, had our own trucking company here for a while, and things are going good. Heck yeah, man. Where where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Pennsylvania. Oh, geez. Don't remember any of that. Okay. Uh, my my uh. <laughs> the joke we like to say is my dad had to go a long way to find somebody to put up with his shit. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, 
I don't think I was even a year old. We moved back here to Iowa. Uh, grew up in Lanesboro, actually. Okay. Town uh, of 120 people, maybe. I, I don't even know where it's at. Uh, I don't know. Probably uh, 15, 20 minutes south of Rockwell City, which okay. is where I live now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you're out of Rockwell City. Uh, I, I had originally seen you play guitar with Riddled With Class. Sure. And uh, how did you meet up with the Riddled With Class guys? Because you weren't a, in the initial lineup of that, were you? No, 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 no. Um, I uh, actually all started, uh, me and uh, Nick Earhart, who's the bass player for Riddled, uh, we both started working at Fort Dodge Ford right around the same time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, just grapevine stuff you know found out that we both played music we were both in bands and stuff and so we really uh really meshed over that and then uh you know one day i just asked nick you know because we got to be really really good friends and uh-huh. i just asked him i was like hey i know you guys practice on like mondays or whatever i was like do you, do you mind if i just like come just hang out and yeah. jam i was like i don't want anything i don't want to step on any toes you know yep. i was like you know i'd been playing with the same band for i don't know eight ten years you yeah. know and you know, stuff gets stale. It so does. Yep. I, uh, and I knew that they played the kind of stuff that I that I actually like to listen to and play. So yep. I was like, you mind if I come out and jam? He's like, hell yeah, you know, we don't care. And uh, I literally went and practiced with them one time, and they're like, so you want to be in our band? <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. I was like, that's not really what I intended, but, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I might have a spare weekend here and there. Let's give it a shot. A spare know? weekend here and there. Little <laughs> yeah. do you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. You guys keep a pretty big schedule going. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, summers are, are, are real crazy for us. And, you know, really this year, um, had a couple weekends where actually two of our band members have gotten married this year. Yeah. You know, but other than the weddings, I might have had one or two weeks off since the beginning of April. Oh, that's crazy. So that's every single week with like, uh, for like six months and you have, we're talking like three or four weekends off maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's wild. That is insane. (laughs) Like I've got a pretty busy schedule, but it's not playing shows every weekend busy. You know, that's, that's crazy, dude. I, uh, I envy that, but I also think like that's it's got to be a, a lot on your plate, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, I don't know. I, it's kind of a love hate thing. I, I I hate to sound ungrateful, but at times, you know, it's like it's a lot. Yeah, dude. But uh, you know, it's like I, you know, we don't get to do as much stuff with the family as I'd like to. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're playing every single day or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's normally you know one one day on the weekends, family day and. You know, or two, you know, Friday, Sunday or something, and Saturday nights, I'm gone playing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, I I could totally see that, too, because it seems like that'd be so much to do, like, with a family and stuff like that. And I'm fortunate enough to, like, I mean, not have a family, I guess. I don't want to say, I don't have a family, but, like, (laughs) it's, you know, I'm just kind of bacheloring it up, so I can just, like, leave the house and go wherever I want, when I want, do what I want. And I I never think too much about that uh, in that aspect that, like, everyone else has a family. I, like, uh, I'm in Three Finger Betty, right? And they've, two of the guys in the band now have kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to see that a little bit more in my day-to-day. At least I have to deal with it and and there. You know, you just got to be patient with people. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever find it difficult to, like, find like the way to meet up or do you like to get a practice we're going to practice on this day or do you like skip weeks because it's like if you're playing every single weekend sometimes you don't need to freshen it up because you're already getting together every single week anyways i would probably guess that we practice three times a year oh wow yeah because that's how often you're playing anyways (laughs) you know yeah so you practice probably just to 
toss some new stuff in the lineup, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like we're, we're going to, you know, the, the summer's kind of winding down for us and we're going to, you know, we wanted to take a little time off and, uh, we, we really want to revamp our set list entirely. Yep. Oh, cool. You know, I honestly, I want to, I want to kick out 80% of it. Oh, wow. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's basically just kind of a big Facebook messenger thing, you know, Hey, here's my five, 10 ideas, you know, what are yours? What sucks? chuck it you yeah, know and yeah. uh you know and then we'll set a date here actually i just got a message on the way here you know it's like here's 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 what we figured out so far you know learn these and then uh you know maybe a week or two we'll get together on a sunday and knock it out oh so. that's cool yeah i mean that works out pretty well because uh you do primarily covers in riddle sure. class so like yep. You guys at least have the ability to have a template laid out for you somewhere for this kind of right. stuff. That totally helps, though, too, you know. Mm-hmm. But you got a, two guitars now as well in Riddle yeah. with Class, so yep. you kind of probably got to figure out who's going to take the lead kind of parts and who's not. Or Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a kind of a give and take because, uh, you know, me and uh, Greg Merritt, the other guitar player, yep. um, we're the ones doing the singing, too. So it's uh, generally like, uh, who wants the easy guitar part and... And that person's going to be singing it, and yep. who wants the hard guitar part? And that person, you know, that totally is makes gonna be sense. Back up, so dude, that's awesome. Like I, uh, it's just kind of stuff. I guess I never really thought too much about. I'm pretty much just like the rhythm guitar guy, but I play, like in three finger Betty, I play leads uh, while John is singing. But while John's not singing, he's just shredding the crap out of his guitar. So sure. it's like, yeah, you know, that's a that's kind of like the give and take of of our end of it. But that's really neat that like you guys can trade off and just be like, all right, you get to sing this one. Now I get mm-hmm. to sing this one. Is yeah. it just the two of you that sing most of the songs? Yeah, yeah, just me and Greg. So uh, no, no Nick singing. No, thank God. <laughs> he's got one of those uh, pitch corrector pedals, and those things were like the funnest thing ever. Yep. Uh, I had fun dinking around with his, so I had ended up just going to buy one too because yeah. they're they're fun. Like, oh, I, th- I thought he stole the idea from you. No, I, I took it from him, man, uh, dude. And there's a lot of things though. Like speaking of taking ideas from people, like uh, when I first saw you play, it was in Humboldt at uh, I don't know if it was called the Sitting Bowl or the Poor House, but it's the Poor House mm-hmm. now. And uh, you were outside playing. You guys were killing it. You guys got took a little break, uh, maybe like three hours in or something. You took a little break, and I was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna check out this guy's pedal board." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, this guy's not like just playing around." You know, you had some good pedals on there, and that's the kind of stuff that I mm-hmm. like to see because you hear people's guitar playing, and you're like, "Oh, how's he making this noise?" And then you sure. kind of maybe borrow a couple things off their pedal. Like, I might, I might try and find me one of those things and try mm-hmm. it out. You know? Oh yeah. What's uh What's some of your favorite gear on the pedal board? Uh, the pedal board, um, I just recently got a new, uh, delay and reverb pedal by Keeley. It's the Keeley Canyon. Oh yeah. Pedal. It's awesome for making really stupid spacey noises, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like post rock kind of stuff. And yep. I mean, I, I basically have the delay set for my lead delay that makes and then sense. I'll kick the reverb on with it and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, get a little wacky and you yep. know kind of organy almost oh neat but uh and then probably you know since i am doing uh rhythm lead and singing yep you know sing i'm i mean i'm singing most of the songs throughout the night um my favorite pedal i bought a uh it's actually by joyo which is not a you yeah. know a great pedal company yep. they make up a, a pedal switcher and uh it's essentially got it's got eight different banks on it. So each pedal has its own bank, and you can set up patches so that, uh, you know, rather than tap dancing all over your board, you can switch your amp channel. And, you know, so you could be like, you can go from clean 
to a dirty amp with an overdrive, a delay, and a boost. Dude, you know? that, yeah. Or whatever, you know? That makes total sense. In, in one awesome. stomp. And yeah. it makes it so much easier, you know? So you're not, like, looking down, trying to sing, and, you know, yep. figure out where you're playing all at the same time. Yep. It's, it gets a little wacky. Dude, that's one of my favorite things that I first started realizing when I was uh, uh, playing guitar and trying to do leads and stuff. And it's like, well, I need a little bit of extra... Uh, uh, oomph on this like lead that I play and so you just like you have to find out where you're stomping on it but I'm singing backup vocals while I'm doing mm-hmm. this so it's like you just got to kind of stand in a spot with your foot over a pedal and then just like mm-hmm. smash it and hit your th- but I get what you're saying though where it's just like you don't have to I don't know for people that don't know anything about pedals and stuff the pedals change the way your guitar sounds and instead of being like I want these three on so you don't have to go one two three and stomp them on mm-hmm. you can just push one pedal yep. um, that's plugged into all these exactly dude that is so cool yeah it's it's made things a lot easier and you know I honestly would like to cut my pedal board down I think it's cumbersome I hate carrying it around but I'm in a cover band you yeah know? and if I was doing original stuff i probably wouldn't have half the crap that i have bingo i have it because i'm trying to make particular sounds you know that are pivotal to whatever track you know exactly. not saying that we're always 100 percent trying to you know we're not a tribute band we're, yep. we're trying to put our own jazz on whatever we're doing so mm-hmm. yeah you're not like going super nuts it's, um i get i totally get what you're saying mm-hmm. i guess uh I've got, it's kind of like you're just painting and you got to have a di- handful of different colors. I mean, sure. like you could probably just pull it off with like a, a red, a black, and a handful of primary colors, but mm-hmm. why not just have like a whole palette in front sure. of you? Yeah, exactly. But I also get what you're saying where it's cumbersome. Like mm-hmm. I got like 14 pedals on my pedal board right now. Mm-hmm. Like A, it's not light. Like B, it's just, it's just a lot of junk to hook up and make sure it's plugged in right. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, something's not right. Is, is it a power thing? Is there mm-hmm. a connection gone it's bad? A lot is... of variables. <laughs> and so, I mean, there has been times at shows where I've, I've bailed on the pedal board and you just, you just rip everything out of the amp and just go straight into the front of it. And like, this is what I'm doing, I guess, you know? And I, I had to do that recently, actually. Uh, uh, we had a weekend off and uh, there's another area band that's pretty similar to us. Actually, they play a lot of alternative type stuff. Yep. And, uh, um, friend of mine that I grew up with, he's the guitar player. Well, the rhythm guitar player was busy that night and they asked me if I'd play. Oh, cool. Sure, you know? And uh, it was great. Had to learn a bunch of songs. Had to learn like 35 songs in oh, four days geez. or yeah, something. Geez. But it was it was fun. It was a challenge, you know, something different. Yep. But uh, no, we're uh, playing the first set. First set's growing, going great. We go on break. We come back. And I have... 10% of my volume and weird spaceship noises. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, great. You know, yep. it's like, well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll unhook the pedal board and go straight into my amp. Well, it was my amp. It wasn't my pedal Oh, wow. Board. But, um, I have a orange micro terror. Yep. It's a $120 amp head. It's 20 Watts and you hook it up to a 212 cab. It, it's kind of a flamethrower yeah and it's saved my ass a couple times so it's uh i just keep it you know i have an amp rack and yep. i just keep it in the rack and it's it's a great little fail safe yeah it's nice to have like the backup equipment i for a while was bringing like just two of everything it's like i got two mm-hmm. amp heads two cabs because you never know mm-hmm. um for a while i mean uh you can see there's there's one cabinet here uh you can split it into two two by 12s just so so you can do the stereo thing so like i was bringing that one for a while so it's like oh if all else fails i can go you know one stereo side or the other but uh you know it's it got cumbersome and that's the thing was like i'm getting tired of dragging gear around man Mm -hmm. i uh i'm trying to find ways to simplify it and you said you had a rack that you you know that's probably gonna take a lot of your pressure off you but you probably gotta also have like a truck to haul it or something well it's it's not bad it's uh 
Yeah, it's probably a little shorter than your 412 over there. Yep. I, I keep my amp head in the bottom of it, and then it's got rack spaces in it, and I mm-hmm. basically just have a power conditioner and uh, a wireless unit. And then uh, I have a rack that I keep extra cable, guitar picks, oh, that sort of thing smart. in. And uh, you just pop the, the sides off of it, and then at the end of the night, you pop them back on. So it's And then I set a 212 right on top of it, so it elevates the cab, yeah, too. Yep. So that's, Dude, that's brilliant. It's kind of a kind of a little double feature there and, and you know it's it's really nice I, I bring two guitars a mic stand a pedal board in that rack and that's that's my gig dude that's awesome like that's uh i guess i was thinking this was going to be a lot more involved but it's really actually just really convenient is yeah, what it is I've dude re- i've really really tried to streamline things like i was saying i i hate my pedal board it's it's too damn big and and I'd, I'd I'd like to make it small enough that it slides into said rack oh that'd be awesome make things even easier yep you know but but yeah, I mean, like at that rate, like how many pedals can you delete and still maintain some of the sound? And I'm sure. assuming you're kind of like me where you don't want to just go down to a digital all-in-one kind of thing. I've kicked it around, man. Yeah. I've really, really kicked it around because because of the, you know, like what we've been talking about. I, I hate carrying this crap around, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it'd be really nice if I just had like one powered cab in this little floor unit, you know, in my yep. guitars. But, yep. but whatever. Yeah, I mean... I've I've tried to go a lot of different routes. Like I've gone with the the one by twelve. I like it, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of one by twelves that you can really get really metally. I guess unless you go to like the fifty one fifty one by twelve. Sure. But even then, it's like that's going to be super heavy. But yeah, and that's the same size as a two by twelve yep. of any other standard, pretty yep. much. You know, so then you get a two by twelve, and it's like, well, this weighs eighty pounds. I'm not saving anything <laughs> on this, you know. And right. So I I've always tried to figure out what's going on I, I did go with digital setup for a while i do have like an avid 11 rack and it's it's mm-hmm. pretty nice but it's pretty much just like a, a poor man's kemper you know sure. but uh yep. you ever thought about trying anything like that like a kemper or kemper's too damn expensive yeah um, <laughs> I mean, just to be straight with you yeah. um I, i've i've looked at like the the head rush and the helix yep. you know for the floorboards but that's i don't know it's like i got enough crap sitting around i can make something work yeah know? i'm not that old i should be bitching about you know carrying stuff to shows <laughs> you know Get over that's it. that's true so you uh ran into nick by working with him and stuff but let's let's take it back like how did you start playing guitar and like when did you start uh um, well, when I was telling you that I filled in with that band Tantrum to Blind, yep. um, their guitar player, Josh Stewart, I grew up with him. Okay. Um, we were buds in high school, and uh, I remember he used to hang out at his older brother's house, and you know they'd have parties and whatnot, and yep. I wasn't really into that at the time. But uh, I remember I went over there one day just to hang out with him, play video games or whatever, and he was playing guitar. Oh, cool. And I was like, I have a guitar. And he's like, really? He's like, where'd you get that? And I was like, well, my great-grandfather, um, he played guitar. And uh, I got an acoustic and an electric out of the deal. And they were, you know, really, really old things that, you know, I mean, they were like Japanese Sears and Roebuck kind yep. of things, yep. you know. And uh, he's like, well, go get it. You know, you got an amp? And I was like, yeah, he actually had an amp, too. Nothing special again, Sears yep. and Roebuck. Yep. But uh, no, brought it over. And, uh, you know, it was like, you know, teaching bass lines to somebody. And it was one string things. And, yep. and uh, I think uh, it was like Brain Stew by Green Day. Oh, cool. And uh, like maybe uh, Sweet Dreams by Marilyn Manson or something like oh, that. Oh, sweet, you yeah. Know? But very, very primitive things, you yep. know. And... Uh, you know, after that, it was just, you know, probably senior year where we, you know, we kind of got serious about playing together and stuff like that. And then it wasn't really until 
college, first year of college, you know, still me and Josh and a couple other buddies that we went to school with, you know, we liked to hang out and drink together mm-hmm. and we all had instruments and that formed Beerly Deprived. <laughs> I like because, that. Because, you know, we weren't of age and we're sitting around drinking, kicking around ideas, you know, looking around the room like, hey, how about 32-ounce cup? How's that sound for a band name? No. So that was that was the thing, you know. We, we, we played, I don't know, a handful of shows over the span of two and a half years or something. But no, mm-hmm. it was fun. We did a lot more drinking than we did playing. But, uh, uh, you know, and then after that, I was, I was kind of out of it for a while and probably honestly was about ready to hang it up yeah play guitar just done with it yeah i mean because i've i've always kind of been a person to i enjoy playing with other people yep and i don't really like sitting around by myself playing guitar makes sense and uh i got a call from this guy um i knew his brother-in-law he'd seen me play before and Mm -hmm. and stuff and uh uh he's like uh well we're kind of reforming this band and uh, heard that you played guitar and sang a little bit. I was like, yeah, I don't really know what you're looking for. But, yeah, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're willing to drive over here and check me out, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, they did that. I think they were looking more for a singer than a guitar player. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was uh, – the band was called 100 Proof. Okay. They've been around for a long time, probably – probably a 25 year old band oh geez just just different reincarnations of the same band the one guy was a constant his name was kevin borkowski from sac city that's awesome and uh played in that for i don't know five or six years and then uh that whole deal kind of dissolved and uh basically everybody but kevin kind of kept on going Mm -hmm. so uh it was me uh chad mcdermott was the keyboard player who also plays uh, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, trumpet, harmonica, yeah, then, keys. Well, I mean, whatever, yeah. dude. Just uh, multifaceted, dude. And, uh, you know, they were actually doing a little three-piece thing where they did live karaoke. Okay. And they put out song, song books at, uh, at, on tables or whatever, and uh, people would be like, yeah, I want to sing this song. And they'd... They'd play the song and people That's would come awesome. up and sing with it, and and they asked me, they're like, "Do you want to do you want to come in on this deal? You know, we could we could use a guitar because it was basically a keyboard, a bass player, and a drummer at the time." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's try it out." And it was either really really fun or yeah, I don't know, kind of like, yeah, yeah kind of like, subpar. Like, like when you hear a karaoke, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it sometimes was, it's good, sometimes it's not. Yeah, I mean, there there was nights where nobody would come up, and we'd just basically just play a four hour show. Uh-huh. And there was nights where we would, I would never sing a song. Oh, dude, <laughs> you know, and those were really fun. That is so cool, like mm-hmm. a, a live band karaoke. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think I've heard of the concept before, but I've never been like. Had somebody like face to face be like, "Yeah, I was in a live band karaoke." Like that's like dueling piano shit, man. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely different. But uh, we soon kind of kicked that to the wayside. It kind of died out, and then basically just that's when we actually gave ourselves a name. We called ourselves Foreplay. Okay. And because uh, there's four guys in the band, we were playing instruments, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then we were doing that for I don't know, probably I don't know, probably another three, four years, maybe. Yeah. And. Uh, and then that's the band that I was in when I met Nick. Okay. And uh, so I was actually playing in two bands at the same time. Plus me and Chad, the keyboard player, we were doing a little two-piece acoustic thing on the side. So, I mean, 
like uh, keyboard and acoustic guitar or yeah essentially yep that's cool and then you know he would play keys if we needed it but uh also acoustic guitar uh-huh so it's just kind of two dudes and we would and we still do this today but uh we'd switch off every other song okay because he sang too and hell of a singer yep. he's a really good uh really good uh like uh, harmony singer oh cool and and i'm not a good harmony singer so like he'll be singing lead on a song and i'll jump in there and it's just like i don't know where to go but this is where i'm going and he he always adjusts himself so he's either doing the high part or the low part wherever i'm at he's doing the opposite of it and he's really really good at that dude that's awesome like i am not good at singing it's not that i'm like bad at it but uh I I lack the confidence when I'm singing, you know, so it just kind of sure. comes out like meh. But uh, <laughs> at the same rate, like I'm blown away by a good singing and b people that are good enough at it to like harmonize with other people. Sure, you know that's one of the, my favorite things about maybe going to see like the Chris Carr band. It's just like oh, there's like mm-hmm. four or five guys, like all five of them can sing. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. this is this is wild. You yeah, know? and and I would, that'd be awesome to do. But you know, and that's you know uh, my my other guitar player. Uh, Greg, he's such an amazing singer. Oh, he yeah. doesn't do enough singing, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but uh, dude, harmonies for days doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> Just does not get enough credit. You know, he's playing a J. Clyde too, and yep. I mean, you can hear him right there, dude. And yep. it, it just it just fills everything out, and and it's it's been so much better, you know, since since Greg's been with us, you know, just. Because there was a time there when we were doing Riddled as a three-piece, you yep. know, and I was I was singing, playing guitar, you know, but it's just, I don't know. I never wanted to be the singer of this band either, by the way. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I initially joined joined the band as just a guitar player. Uh-huh. And uh, actually a rhythm guitar player. Well, eventually the lead guitar player quit. Yep. So I was the only guitar player. Yep. Well, uh later on down the line our singer quit yep so here i am you know yep. and it's like at the time <laughs> i was kind of doing what greg's doing now where i was singing four or five songs a night lead you know yep and it's like well i guess i'm singing everything now so like i said i i that was another great thing about joining this band is i could just be a guitar player that's yeah. all i really wanted to do yep. you know i i've i think i uh i started singing like every good rock and roll singer you know, out of necessity because nobody else wanted to do it. So. Exactly. You know, and that's how I tend to describe it. Like, I'll sing if I have to, and that's pretty much the only way I'll do it. And uh, unless it's like a really easy blues song, you know, because anybody sure. can sing a blues song, you know. Just, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, like you jump in on there and you think you're just going to be playing the guitar, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, now I'm doing playing mm-hmm. the leads and the rhythms, <laughs> and I'm singing, mm-hmm. dancing on all the pedals and stuff. Yeah. Like, but in the same breath, I. I think if I was just playing guitar, I think I'd get bored eventually. Bingo. You know? Yeah. It's like, I, I bitch about singing, you know, but in, in another part of that is I think, I think Greg's a better singer, you know, and I, I, I want him to do more of it. Yeah. Know? And you know, same with guitar. It's like, hell, I think I'm like probably the third best guitar player in the band. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> is it, you know, what if he's what if he's coming in the band thinking like this is nice, I get to join a band, I don't have to do much of the singing if I don't want to. <laughs> this other guy's already doing it all and you're just like, You need to sing more. <laughs> like, We've been trying to pressure him into it and, or, you know, pick out songs that we know that I can't sing, you know, 'cause he's uh he's definitely a little little higher vocal than I am. Mm-hmm. So but 
Yeah, just kind of take it as it comes, I guess, with that. I sure. like, I don't know. I have sang at shows. I did a, a one-man acoustic show at uh, the art art building here in Humboldt a few months back, and that was like my first taste of like, hey, you got to sing for like two hours. And by the time I was done, it was just like, man, I got a whole new respect for like, A, people that sing, uh, that have like the confidence to do it. Because isn't it weird that like, okay, so bear with me on this one. So like, you can walk up to somebody and listen to them play guitar, and even if their talent level is maybe less than yours or adjacent in a different a- avenue, you're just like, this person's awesome. Mm-hmm. But we all like use our voice and talk and stuff like that, but somehow some people are this good at, <laughs> at using their voice, they can sing with it, and it's, mm-hmm. I'm just mind blown by it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so crazy to think of that, uh, just people that have the ability to sing are just that good. And I don't want to like put too much on singers and be like, they're the greatest, but like... It's not an easy task, man. And sure. like, kudos to you for being able to do that and and play guitar at the same time. And because sure. even that, some people have difficulty with. Yeah, and and I think I've you know, I, in Riddle with Class, I think my my voice has actually changed a lot, and it's honestly more comfortable for me because mm-hmm. my other band uh, back in the four play day, you know, we were doing you know some country stuff, some classic rock, a little cleaner vocal stuff. But yep. this one, I get a little more growl to it, a little more rasp, and it's honestly more comfortable for me to sing there. Yep, so. that makes that makes sense. You mm-hmm. just got to kind of find your niche. That's a uh, man. When I was playing that acoustic show, it was just like I'm going to stack as many like bluesy songs as I can in here, or just like as simple ones as I want to. But I remember trying to play. I like I played Love Song by Tesla, and it was just like mm-hmm. well. I'm gonna have to dumb these these singing down a little bit because I can't <laughs> sing no Tesla. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was fun to play Tesla. Uh, it was it was also kind of weird because I just I tried to pick songs that I think thought everyone would kind of know, but there was such a smattering of people there that from like you know young to old and like there was male and female and there was people that party and people that don't party and you know it was just sure. like what songs everybody gonna want to hear you know so oh, you yeah. try to like read the room a little bit but. That's that's always kind of difficult. Do you guys have a set set list when you go at like up to a bar? Like we're playing this for the first hour, this for the second hour, this for the third hour, this for the fourth hour, and then we're closing out the night with uh, these like ten or twelve songs. Or, or do you just kind of like feel it as you go, or does somebody just call it out on stage? Yeah, it it kind of depends. I mean, Nick uh, Nick puts out kind of a, a baseline for us, and you know if 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 we're getting to a point where it's like you know everybody's having a good time, and then it's like man, we got this downer song coming up. It's like Hot route, audible, we're yeah. doing something different. That you totally know? makes sense. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll change it up on the fly. But you know, like you were saying, reading the cr- reading the crowd for your acoustic show. When me and Chad do our acoustic thing, we mm-hmm. never use a set list. That's probably smart. And uh, I mean, it it changes every time. Sure, there's a lot of old standbys that we'll go to. You know, if we're not getting ideas, but we honestly call for requests as soon as we get up there. Yeah, and we're playing four hour shows. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, man. And, and sometimes it works good. Sometimes people aren't really aren't really into the requesting stuff. And if they yep. do, it's ACDC. I get an acoustic guitar, man. Yeah. Come on, you know. <laughs> and, and it's ACDC. Yep. You know, I'm not singing that. But yep. but uh, I mean, I I always think back to this. We had this show in in Newell. Uh, it was Sportsters at the time. Screwy Louis now, and literally four people in the crowd. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. And requested songs all night long. Like, we never had to come up with an idea. And it was a blast with the six of us in this room. It was so stupid, but it was, it was fun because they were, they were really challenging us, you know, and me and Chad have been playing together for so long that we, we kick ideas off each other. And, you know, it's like one of us knows something about this song, like how it goes, the words, something. And, and 
Chad has an iPad that he that he has, and it's just like any song that he hears, he's like, hmm, we might play that in ten years, and he'll download lyrics on his iPad, you know. Yeah. But not very often, like chord charts or anything like that. So it's just like, uh, this sounds like a good key for this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go just, with that. You know, just guess and check your way through it. Mm-hmm. So you are just kind of like playing songs on the fly, like uh, one person's got the puzzle pieces, and you're just kind of both trying to put them together, sure. kind of deal. Yep, absolutely. I, that's that's also crazy to me. Like I can go to jam nights, and someone's like, "We're playing this song," and I'm like, "I don't know it," and they're like, "It's in this key," and it's like, "Sweet, I'm playing the solos then." You know, <laughs> sure. so like that's easy. But like if someone was just like play against the wind, and it's just like, huh? Yeah, and you're just like thinking, and then you're like, ah. Uh, here and then you just like start hammering it out that's mind-blowing to me like i i don't know if i could ever get to that part um you know comfortable with my playing or be that good at it but Mm -hmm. uh do you think like what do you think what do you think propelled you from this like beginner's level of guitarist to being like where you're at now where you're comfortable enough to just pretty much tackle almost any kind of music um dude i'm still there yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like uh you know, I, I I started off playing shitty Green Day covers, and I still am, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but oh, dude, I don't know. I, I honestly think, you know, uh, you know, playing, honest, playing with Chad McDermott has been, and, and, and Nick said it, too, because we've, we've done a couple shows where Nick has joined me and Chad, and Chad is just such a spitballer, dude. It's, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to start playing this, figure it out. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like... No, you got a no key or nothing like yeah. we're just we're just doing this thing all right here we go you know and 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 that is you know it's it's you know you basically figure out standard chord progressions and stuff like that you know just on the fly playing stuff that you don't know mm-hmm. so that and uh, uh there's a well the guitar shop that uh i showed you the picture of on my phone yeah um share that with another band uh called the rockin 88s they're from rockwell city they don't play out much anymore uh-huh. some older fellers um we have uh hung out with them for years and honestly learned a lot of fundamentals just from watching their guitar players you nice. know and, and it's just like okay how can i apply this to what i like to do which is you know not surf rock and mm-hmm. you know oldies like they're doing so Dude, that's probably one of my favorite parts about going into a guitar shop. Um, I, I do like going into shops and hearing other people play. It is kind of a downer when it's just like, oh, there's another person playing. Smells like Teen Spirit or something, you know. But mm-hmm. like at the same rate, it's still kind of like, dude, this guy's using a lot of tremolo, and I, mm-hmm. I, it's not something I do much of, you know. Sure. And it's like crazy to hear that kind of stuff. I kind of dig on it. Right. Um, and as far as like, do you think it it help? You're trying to say it helps to have a buddy to play guitar with. That was your preference, anyways. You didn't like playing guitar alone, but right. it's also kind of nice to have a buddy you play guitar with. And that kind of pushes the envelope a little sure. bit for you, you know. Yeah. Um, that was probably what propelled me from like being a beginner and sitting here and doing it in my basement more often than going out and doing it. Was I had a friend of mine that was just kind of like hey, you want to start learning some blues stuff? And it's just like, yeah. And we just like started sending each other YouTube videos. And like every couple of days we'd get together and be like, I learned this. And it was just like, oh, that's cool. I want to learn that. So you'd like mm-hmm. just bounce ideas off each other and learn that way. And that's that's literally how I learned was just kind of that kind of stuff. So yeah. it kind of sounds a little bit the same. I wonder if people, like a lot of people go through this same path that, you know, you and I are talking about where you just kind of like get together with one person and all the ideas kind of start bouncing off mm-hmm. each other. And Yeah, I think so. You know, and it's, it's kind of nice to toss it up. Like I said, you know, uh, Josh Stewart pretty much gave me what I needed to get started. You know, it's like, 
you know, here's basically how this thing works, this chunk of wood with strings on yep. it, you know, and then also this is how you read a tab on, on the internet, you know, yep. so that got me started. Oh yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I played with him a ton back in the day. Uh, our music styles back then didn't really, didn't really click. I was more into, you know, pop punky kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, and, and he was always just pretty much straight Metallica, you know, that sort of thing. He, yeah. You know, he just wanted to shred from, oh, yeah. like straight from day one, you know, <laughs> but you know, uh, Mixing it up with other people, like I like like I was saying, the guys in the Rock and 88s, you know, it's like that was an entirely different style of music. Yeah, and uh, playing clean, which I wasn't used to, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like there's nowhere to hide here. Yeah, and, you know, and and just showing me something other than power chords and cowboy chords, you know, because they're playing different stuff here. You know, it's like we're just gonna play the bottom part of a bar chord here. You yep. know, it's like that's all we really need for this part. And it's like. I never really thought about doing something like that, but yep. you, know, you get a few different people and you'll start picking stuff up like that, which is great. Yeah, it's, that's kind of mind blowing because, like, okay, so I'm I'm gonna do a parallel. So I play a lot of punk stuff um, in Three Finger Betty. I grew up playing a lot of pop punk, like your Newfound Glories and your Sum Forty Ones and 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 your whatevers. But uh, when I would go to like play shows every now and then, we'd play with a, a ska band, and ska bands are playing like uh, on the ands of everything. They're mm -hmm. upstroking yep. most stuff, mm -hmm. and then you're like, "What's kind of going on here? Like, what are these people changing chords?" And then you realize, like, it's exactly like you're saying. They're just hitting like the bottom halves of, of certain bar chords, and mm -hmm. like even like throwing like I'm gonna throw like a what would be a D up here, like sure, and they're gonna change it into like a different. But that's how they're doing their chord progressions through that way, and it's like. When I was younger, I'd read the tabs and be like, how do people keep all this straight, you know? But at <laughs> right. the same rate, when you grow up a little bit and you start to like, oh, this is a bar chord and this is how it changes when I move up here. And it's weird how your brain doesn't even have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like, oh, this, yeah, it's just, oh, just play these. It makes sense, you know? Yeah. I I don't know, like, it, it's just so weird to like run into a time where that clicks and you start to see other people doing it. And you're like, oh, that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's what they've been doing this whole time, you know? <laughs> yep. And that's the benefit of going to see music you normally wouldn't see or hanging out with people that are playing a different style than you and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, for sure. They've, they helped me a ton. Uh, you know, I actually grew up right next to the guy and, and uh, he was renovating this house next to his. Mm -hmm. This is before we had the guitar shop as we call it yep. and uh you know he actually they actually had their entire band set up down in the basement and they, you know he gave us a key because we used to help them you know uh move their gear when they had a show you know yep. like twice a year or something like that you know and it's like you guys are cool by us you know come hang out on wednesday nights that's when we jam you know and then we had a key you know to get in there and, and jam whenever we wanted to because we didn't really have anywhere to go you know and yep. plus the stuff's already set up you know we might take our guitars and a distortion pedal or something something and plug it into their stuff yep. you know we, we used to hang out down there all the time and it's uh it's really nice to have a place to go <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh once you have that one place you can kind of go either if it's just you or you and your buddy or whatever's going on a whole mm -hmm. band that kind of seems to be where it all takes off yeah. i've uh i've been in the band uh in a band called unity where a lot of that's just do it on your own time and we'll find a place to practice together later but uh that's that's really difficult i I mean, this is, I've never really like talked too much about it on the podcast, but it's a, uh, that's like the hardest part of that band for me is like not seeing the guys on a day to day, like, sure. or once a week basis. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you lose the camaraderie, if you lose the chemistry, but, uh, sh sure enough, when everybody gets together, it's just like, if you know your part and we start playing at the s same note and we're going to end playing at the same note and mm -hmm. how do, how do the pieces just stack together? And they usually stack together pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just telling somebody else about that. 
Um, we had a show uh, last Friday in uh, down in Lake Panorama. Cool. And uh, we honestly hadn't played together. Like I said, my schedule's been busy, uh-huh. but we hadn't played. The four normal members of the band haven't played together in, I don't know, a month and a half maybe. Uh-huh. You know, because we had, we had Nick's wedding in there. Yep. And, uh, you know, we just had a lot of other stuff going on. People playing with, with you know, other bands. Yep. And there was a couple shows that we had, me and Nick had to get some fill-in guys for. But, uh, you know, we get there on, on last Friday and it was just like right from the jump. It's just like, yeah, we know what we're doing. We've done this before, you know, and it was like, there was no fluff there. You know, there was Uh no relearning stuff. It was just, just tight, 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 right from the get, you know, it was, it was awesome. You know, it'd be nice if we, I, I know what you're saying, you know, not getting to see your bandmates and stuff, you know, we, pretty much see each other once a week you know when we're yep. playing these shows uh nick might be able to stop into reman and see the the Merritt brothers from time to time you know but uh-huh. you know I, I i really don't get to get to fort dodge much so i basically see him on saturdays you know but uh you know we all we all got we all got families and stuff we all got kids exactly. and, and you know it's just uh it'd, it'd be great to to hang out more often but We'll make it work. I think we're gonna have a end of the year party and get together and do something. So Oh, that's cool. I you know, I was I was just thinking about like how crazy it is that you uh uh you guys in Riddled with Class and then uh Jay Clyde band, who there are a couple members that are in both, how busy both of you guys are and mm-hmm. somehow you still manage to find time to do it all and, mm-hmm. and almost never have a spot where it's just like we need a so and so for this show or a such and such for that show. Right. That's mind blowing, right? Like, like, yeah, I mean, I guess the good thing is that they they come as a package deal, you know, the Merritt brothers because yeah. they're both in that band together, you yep. know. But uh, so it's like when one of them's gone, they're both gone, yep. you know. But it's also kind of a bad thing if we got something going on, you know. Which we 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 uh, we had a couple shows this summer that we, uh, we they were already booked and uh, you know schedules just got kind of screwed up and and uh, we had to get some fill in guys and it. it you know, I wouldn't say it was better or worse, but it was just different. But different. it was still fun. Yeah. You know? uh, we actually got Josh, the the dude that I told you I've been buds with forever. Uh, him and uh, his drummer, which uh, Jesse from from Tantrum. Cool. And uh, sorry, Scotty, Rockstar, Tantrum to Blind. There you go. Got to say the whole name. The whole name. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, we got them for a show, and uh, uh, it, it was great. You know, was, and we actually played some different songs and. Uh, course uh josh wanted to play his metallica and so uh we did sandman and we, nice. were, we were gonna do uh friend bell tolls that didn't that didn't work out and, but that was fun you know it's uh, a little change of pace yeah uh it's another one of those situations where uh just based on the situation you're given you get to be exposed to different things maybe by chance grow from it you know uh learn something from it where it's just like did Okay, let me ask you this. You said you played some different songs. Did you have any of those different songs you played that you were like, I might have to bring that one into the fold, you know? Like, were there any of those? Yeah, there's a couple, uh, you know. And and the thing is, you know, they have their own band. It's not like we were stealing songs from them or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just stuff that popped up, you know. And we practiced one time with those two guys. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) That's wild. You know, know, it was a little nerve-wracking the first time, but... uh, but no, uh, you know, just uh, practicing together, and uh, we came up with uh, "Paranoid" by Sabbath. 
for Neat. some reason. Yep. You know, it was like somebody was dicking around with an E chord, you know, up yep. on the 12. And it's like, hey, we should do Paranoid. And it's like, yeah, that'd be rad, you know. And then and then after the fact, it's like, huh, I'm going to have to learn that lead, you yep. know. And yep. we'll have to start doing that. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So you said it was kind of like nerve-wracking when you first uh, got everybody together up there. And it's kind of a new group of people. And you only practiced once. I mean... Let me ask you this though: Like, have you 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 played a lot of shows? You played uh, to a lot of people. Uh, some mm-hmm. some crowds a lot bigger than others. Do you ever get nervous going up there to a show? Um, I mean, sometimes. I mean, even even me sometimes I will go to shows that are small and be like, dude, I'm so nervous and I have no clue why. And <laughs> I, and it just like I'm literally like almost dumping sweat, putting my gear up on stage, like, oh god, I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what's gonna go down. And then like you know, one song in, it's just like, all right, I'm. I got this. You know? um, I mean, uh, what I'm doing, uh, you know, riddled with class, no. I, mm-hmm. I don't get nervous whatsoever for that. It really doesn't even depend on the show, where we're at, or anything. Oh, cool. Um, when me and Chad play together, no, I'm good there. Um, uh, the show that I filled in, playing guitar with another band, a little bit. Yep. And it was mainly just because it was it was short notice. You know, I had mm-hmm. four days to learn, like I yeah. said, 30 songs or something. Dude, that's it's insane. Like, and I was just hammering on them, you know, and it's just like, God, I think, I hope I got this right, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, that was good. You know, once you get going, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the the thing that I absolutely hate with everything that I have is playing solo acoustic shows. Yeah. Those drive me nuts. I. It freaks me out. Could, I don't know why. Because I, I always think to myself, like, I want to try all these songs that I've thought would be really cool to play acoustic. And then it's just like, God, I don't, I don't, know, if I, I don't know if I have everything figured out right on this. Yep. And I think, I don't know. I second guess myself. Nowhere to hide, you know? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, man. It comes down to there's nowhere to hide sonically, especially if it's just, especially if it's just you. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is my guitar and my voice. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to um, just kind of like cheat your way through singing a song. And, hey. mm-hmm. you know, like, everyone's gonna notice, you know. Sure. And I get what you're saying about like, I want to try a new song or whatever. Like, I I had known uh, Love Song by Tesla for like ever, but I, I'm not a good singer, so I'm like trying to figure out a way to sing this song while I can play it. And uh, it's it's not as difficult as you think, but at the same time, like, I'm not the most talented singer in the world, so it's uh, you still got to kind of dumb one thing down or another. And, just doing those kind of things where you're like, I'm bringing this thing that's 97% completed to the table and I'm super nervous to show it to everyone because there's that 3% chance I'm going to biff a couple things. And mm-hmm. it's uh, that's where the nerves come from for me. I've also tried to like, uh, there's a Satriani song. Uh, we were talking Joe Satriani earlier, but there's a Joe Satriani song called I Believe. And it's like a really intricate uh, acoustic guitar part that uh, is a lot of odd strumming patterns in it and sliding and stuff but you can dumb it down to just bare chords and and it works out just fine and i was so psyched to do that and i like got to the show i wrote all the chords down on a sheet of paper so i wouldn't remember i had the lyrics and everything and i just just like not today and it was like that was my (laughs) shot to play it and i just passed it by and i was like nope this uh this ain't gonna happen and so i get what you're saying about like sometimes those nerves hit you and it's just like man i don't know i don't know if i can do this yeah but it's it's wild that you really don't get that nervous because like i said you've played to like street dances and stuff where it's just like there's hundreds of people here you know Mm -hmm. i've i played rock and picnic uh last year and it's just like there's a couple hundred people here like most of them are my peers in my town super nervous like it's Mm -hmm. another one where i was just like i better not screw anything up you know yeah Yeah. i I don't know man i don't know i think i think it's just uh 
I mean, especially when you were playing Rock and Picnic, because that was a that was a whole different ball game, man. Mm-hmm. You guys, I mean, have pretty much from the ground up, you know, and stuff you hadn't really, you know, done before. Maybe you may have done it by yourself, but yep. maybe not with these guys and, yep. and live and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's like, dude, I totally get that. It's when it's when it's anything new, you know, and you know, I've we've thrown a couple shows together where it's me, Chad, Nick, and find a drummer you mm-hmm. know what i mean and because we got this good opportunity to play uh, a street dance or something yep. you know and it's you know this might have gotten together once or twice to get things straight you know and it's just like you know kind of fear the unknown but you yeah. know i i always feel like you know as soon as you get going it's like where are you gonna go dude you know it's exactly. like you know as, as soon as it starts it just pretty much all melts yeah i mean just I almost want to say like you get in the zone, but it's not quite like you get in the zone, but there's something that happens when you're playing music with other people where it's just kind of like, you just keep going, you know, it just keeps going. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't know, I, I liken it a little bit to like podcasting. Like now we're 45 minutes in. Uh, like when we started, it was just like, I don't know, like every single time it's just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, uh, you know, fill up an hour because I almost don't know what to talk about half the time, but it always seems to work out just fine. And uh, music is kind of just like a conversation with somebody else, like up on stage, and everyone just sits there and listens to it. Sure, sure, I, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I don't know how the hell you do it either. You know, and driving over here, it's like I don't know what the hell we're gonna talk about. It's like hopefully <laughs> Pete keeps this thing going, but you know, it's like, and and I just kept telling myself, it's like, dude, it's the same as playing a gig that you're not really sure about. Is like once you get going. It'll figure it out. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> I listened to a really good Victor Wooten uh, TED Talk. Maybe I'll send you that. Maybe I'll share it uh, on the Facebook page. But uh, it, he was talking about how when he was young, he learned uh, how to speak at a young age by watching people speak and being around them. And so that was also how he learned to play music. They gave him like a little toy guitar, and he was just like, well, this is how I do it, even though I'm not actually playing anything good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like babies. You just goo-goo-gaga. And sure. like... It's not any words, you know, it doesn't mean anything, but at mm-hmm. the same rate, you're learning. And every now and then you pick up a couple of things here and there. And before you know it, you've got full sentences. Before you know it, you've got long form conversations about deep topics and stuff like that. And that's how he likened him playing the bass to, uh, you know, kind of like conversation. Sure. And so I feel like that might be quite a bit of like what goes on when you uh, go into these like unknown territories, playing with people that you don't normally play with in front of people you don't normally play in front of. And it's kind of just like, I don't know how this is going to go down, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like we said, it's no different than this podcast. You just start the conversation. Once you get going, it's just like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause you know, like I said, I drive truck for a living and oh, yeah. uh, all I do is listen to podcasts. All oh, day cool. Long. You know, and, and people ask me, you know, cause I'm in a band and stuff. What do you listen to? It's like, I don't listen to music at all. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm the same way all day long, all night long. It's just like podcast, podcast, podcast. Yeah. I do listen to music here and there. Like sometimes if I play with bands, it's like, I'm going to check out their music on Spotify or whatever. And like, uh, recently I, I got into a band called stone, um, they're from Finland. I, when I was in high school, I bought a couple other albums off the internet back when you had to like really search for this stuff. It's not like you could just go to Amazon and be like, I'm buying this. You know, it's like, oh, I got to find this imported on eBay from somebody. It's going to cost me $14 to ship this $9 CD over here, you know, or whatever. And I finally found them on Spotify the other day and I was like, I'm going to listen to a bunch of this. So I've been just like trucking through that. And like Nova Rain is another one I've been going through because I played a show with them. And that was another one that like I listened to their album before I got to play with them. And, uh, 
uh, Helium Prime was the other band, and they're like a prog rock kind of band where it's just like you guys play lots of notes, sometimes in goofy time signatures. Uh, Nova Rain's kind of like a Dragon Force-y kind of band. Where mm-hmm. it's, and then it's just like, I got to open up for these guys, you know? And then <laughs> you show up to the show, and that was one of the ones where I was just like, God damn, I shouldn't have listened to any of these guys' stuff. <laughs> But, uh, dude, they, they killed it. Uh, we killed it. It was a great show all around. Um, sure. I'd, I'd love to do more of that, but I don't know. You know, playing shows with other bands, but, you know, being in a cover band, it really doesn't happen that way, you know. And yeah. I, I get it. I get it. You know, uh, I have no problem with original music. I just can't do it or haven't done it, I should say. You know, it's like I'd really like to mm-hmm. write my own stuff. Just never never really have. Uh you know, and uh, I think it would kind of be in the same vein of what we do, what we do. Um, you know, deep down, I I really like. I mean, the heavier the better. Yep. You know, I'm I'm you know hardcore. Maybe not black death. You know yep. that sort of thing. Yep. But uh, you know that's that's really what I'm into. But probably not quite that heavy. Yeah. You know, I love that stuff, but I don't play any of it. You know, it's exactly. like, I'm not getting out in an eight string, you know, it's like, come <laughs> yeah, on. No kidding. <laughs> and that's the other thing is I love listening to stuff like, um, I don't want to just like name drop a bunch of weird bands, but like Polyphia and Scale the Summit and stuff where it's like these dudes spend most of their time playing jazz chords and tapping. Right. And it's like, what is, what is going on here? Like, I can't even figure out what's going on. But like, if someone's like, is that what you like to play? No, no, like I don't, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And I'm kind of like you. I grew up playing the pop punk stuff. I like playing heavier stuff now. Um, I mean, it's just kind of whatever I can I can fit into the, the mold. Right now I'm playing a lot of Unity stuff. But like when I got away from punk, it was like, just like you said, I'm going to start playing some Metallica and some Megadeth mm-hmm. and some Anthrax. And you just start throwing you know, the big four in there. It's like, I'm going to play some Maiden. And you just start picking these awesome bands like that out. But it's it's crazy to to get to play shows with other bands and see what other people are coming up with. Like I said, like the Nova Rain and things like that. It's just like, man, I can't believe these people are writing this music and it came out a year ago and it's this cool and like. Right. Uh, do you ever like? Have you ever thought about joining? Like that's this is a weird dichotomy because I play mostly I play mostly shows with like uh, quote original music and I'm not writing any of it. But I'm in these bands that write all this original music and I play with with other bands that all write for the most part, original music. And I've never had your shoe on my foot. I've never actually mm-hmm. been in a, I mean, I was, when I was in high school, I was, but I've never been in a cover band that's going around playing all these towns and stuff like that. So we get to experience two completely different things. Mm-hmm. I would love to jump into something like what you're doing. I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't have time for it, unfortunately. Sure. But like, let's say we all had the time to do it. Would you like to try and like, just jump in with an original band and see what kind of spices you could throw on this, this food that people are already making or something like that. Cause you could like jump into a band where it's like, we've got these ideas. What do you want to throw in here? You know? Sure. Sure. You know, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like I said, you know, I've, I've never really written anything. Uh, I, I don't know how much I could bring to the table, but it gotta be fun. You know, oh, yeah. I, 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 uh, you know, some people are like, you know, I don't know any of these songs. I can't really get into it, you know, with an mm-hmm. original band, but it's like, I don't feel like that. It's like, dude, good tunes is good tunes, yep. you know? And uh, I love watching original bands play, you know, and uh, I love watching cover bands play. Oh, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to see you play Sweet Home Alabama. I eh, don't. Probably not. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what There's I mean? There's a handful where it's just but, like, I'm tired of hearing these. You know, and no, I, I think it'd be a blast to be in an original band, but... Uh, you know, like I was saying, my sweet home Alabama or, you know, Mustang Sally, yeah. you know, I think that's really what we bring to the table is we're not, we're, we're not really your typical cover band yep. and it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, not that we're, 
getting real crazy, vulgar lyrics, super heavy stuff. I mean, it's pretty much all been played on the radio before. Exactly. You know, and, and every now and again, you'll get that dude in the crowd that's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah this you, yeah. song, dude. That's what I think you guys have. Um, and this is nothing against other bands. Like you said, Tantrum Too Blind is doing something that's uh, sort of the same vein mm-hmm. as what you're doing. But I feel like that was one of the biggest uh, draw points of Riddled With Class. You guys could play a street dance, and you could play to... Who's going to be at a street dance? People from like you know twenty to thirty ish uh, to about fifty ish, and these people probably listen to radio, the radio between nineteen ninety and two thousand and ten. Sure. And those are like the hit songs you're playing. You're playing the, um, I don't, I, you know, like you're, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, nineties alt rock songs, all the way to the the pop punk to the punk. You're playing. Uh, I've heard you guys play uh, Rage Against the Machine before, Foo Fighters, like mm-hmm. you name it. It's all these bands that, like you said, you've heard on the radio before. Yep. Uh, these are all the people that are now the paying customers that go into bars and frequent them. You know, the people from 30 to 40, people that are like close to our age, you know, and these are this is the music we grew up listening to. And, and our peers are the ones that are, are now listening. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where you guys have like a really strong point. Um, and that's, like I said, nothing to take away from people that are... Um, in a cover band that's just like, we only play 80s hair metal, or we only play 70s rock, or we only play blah, 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 or whatever. That's nothing against any of those bands. But I feel like that's one of your guys' like niche market, but it's not even like a niche anymore because mm-hmm. you know, now our peers are the ones that have the money, and they're the, the spenders in the yeah. society. So it's it's kind of cool to see that out there. Yeah, and I mean, even just as long as I've been playing, I didn't really even start playing guitar till I was 17, 18, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, and I've been playing ever since and basically playing live ever since and 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 i've seen it kind of shift yep. you know and it's like you know when i when when nick was first telling me about the kind of stuff that they play it's like man does that really work that's what I, you, you know, know but exactly. i I'd, I'd been doing that you know the old the classic rock the country thing mm-hmm. for so long that it's like i didn't even really see the shift mm-hmm. you know we you know uh back in the foreplay hundred proof days you know we do like uh Oh, uh, you know, like a kryptonite or something like that. Yep. Maybe a Green Day song here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, and every now and again you get a pop from it. And every now and again, you know, whatever. Dude. Yep. But uh, you know, like you were saying, we're playing a lot of stuff from the radio. I'd say stuff that we're probably the best at is Foo Fighters. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, Kill it. And we love playing the Foo Fighters. But I mean, we're playing stuff, uh, you know, Audio Slave. Yeah, and, yeah, dude. And, yeah, dude. Uh, Chevelle. We do a Chevelle song. Yep. You know, and and sometimes it falls flat, but more often than not, there's a, you know, there's a few people in the crowd that as soon as we start that opening riff, they're like, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. What's what's the Audio Slave? I can hear it, but what's the Audio Slave song? Uh, we do like a stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and see, there's like just some songs you start playing, like you said, those opening notes were. Dude, I, I've been that guy at the bar that's just like, yeah, you know, like here, even if it's on the jukebox, but if it's a live band, it's just sure. mind blowing. You're just like, all right, well, you're talking to someone and you just pretty much just walk away from them. You grab your beer and you go stand up front and you're just like, woo, yeah. you know, and that's what live music is pretty much all about, you know. Yeah. And uh, that comes back to like we were talking about, like at the beginning of the podcast, you got to know the crowd and play to the crowd, you know, and Mm -hmm. the crowd is the people that like that music nowadays. Those are the people that are going out to shows and and doing things. I mean, it's so weird to think that like the music we listened to in our adolescence, now we're growing up and like those are the people with like kids and families and stuff like that. And they're coming to your shows and it's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird to, like you say, grow up and watch things kind of shift when uh, 
uh, Riddled with Class first started, I mean, I may even draw it back as far as this, like Riddled with Class kind of spawned from the fallout of H-Town Hooligans. Mm -hmm. It was like the same band kind of, it uh, had lineup changes, eventually turned into Riddled with Class. And and when they, they kind of had the same type of deal, they're playing 90s songs, they're playing... Uh, stuff that you would hear on the radios through like the late 80s, early 90s and stuff like that. A lot of alt-rock type deal. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't know if this is this is going to work or not, you know. And I'll be damned if, if like five, six, seven years later, this is, you guys are one of the, the best bands in the area covering music. You know, you guys, uh, every weekend you're playing shows. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's it, while it's happening, it's just like, I can't believe this. But nowadays it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, like all the pieces line up. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so cool to see that. Um if you could play, uh, go back and just be like, I want to play a different kind of music instead of what I'm playing now, what would you play? Like, if you were to just like, I'm going to start a new cover band, um, like, let's put it this way. For me, blues. Like, I mean, it's blues. I like blues. It's it's like A, easy. B, it's fun. Uh, you can just stretch it out forever, play solos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, boy. Because uh, you've played pretty much every kind of music, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, I've I've done quite a bit. Um, I'm honestly, this is this is it. This dude. is it. This is what I want to do. You know, in general, you know, if I'm playing into a dirty amp and I'm screaming through a microphone, I'm pretty happy. That's awesome, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's a good way to think about it. So it sounds like you're right at home, right where you're at. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, I, I do, I think I have the, uh, riddled with class Facebook page pulled up here. Um, if you want to go check out riddled with class on Facebook, it is at riddled with class. You can just go to facebook.com slash riddled with class. Otherwise, uh, in the, in the description, I'll have a link to that down below. You were talking, um, right before we went on the air that you kind of had your other band has a name, but you don't have a Facebook page for sure. it. Sure. Yeah. That's, uh, me and Chad McDermott, who's the, the keyboard player, guitarist, harmonica <laughs> trumpet whatever whatever yep. instrument he feels like bringing that night uh me and him uh we we have a little duo thing and uh we <laughs> we've we've been many things throughout the years because we don't really advertise ourselves uh -huh. and uh it's 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 a lot of bars that have had us before you know when we had a full band and uh, they like what we did, and they had us back. But uh, recently, we've been calling ourselves Mac and Drew. Nice. And uh, it's fun, you know. Uh, toss things up a, a bit, you know. Like I said, no set list, just kind of fly by the seat of the pants kind of deal. And and uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we don't advertise it much. Um, we don't, uh, you know, we don't have a page. But uh, you know, when we have something coming up, our personal pages, we'll put something on there. Oh, yeah. Hey, me and my buddy are playing, uh, you know, down at whatever bar, you know. So. Yep. Yeah, and you know what? I, sometimes I feel like sharing stuff on your personal pages goes a little bit farther than the band page anyways because it mm -hmm. kind of just lets your friends know that, hey, I'm doing this. And, you know, sometimes the stuff you share on your page gets lost in translation. Sure. Um, I feel like I've <laughs> been over that with almost everybody that has, has the <laughs> Facebook pages and stuff. Uh, your guys' Facebook page, I mean, for a long while, it was just like you go to your Facebook page and it's like, what weekend do you want to see these guys? I mean, it was stacked. Uh, we're talking, yeah, you guys have played like 20-ish or more shows this year already. Yeah. But uh, I'm at your page right now, and it doesn't look like you have any upcoming events. Do you know if you have upcoming events, or are they just like got some in the works? Or uh, we do. Um, I'm not real sure the dates. Um, I'll get on Nick tonight. That's and uh, have him put some up. Uh, I know we're gonna play at uh, uh, Timbrook Brew in Clarion. Cool. Uh, I haven't been there. I've heard the place is cool. Yeah, dude. Um, it's awesome. Uh, 
and uh, Halloween, we're in Manson at Shoreside. Sweet! That's yeah. awesome, dude. Uh, we played there last Halloween and maybe the Halloween before. I'm not sure, but that's sweet. Good little bar, good food. Yeah, you know, come on down there. That's I, I I like that place for that. It's not just a bar. You can get food there, and the mm-hmm. food's good. And there's like usually a band there. The band's good. You yeah. know, so it's if I, if you I don't actually, drink, it's got something for everybody. Sure, you know? sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink anymore. But uh, I actually kind of grew up with, uh, with the dude that owns the joint too. Uh, we used to both oh. race motorcycles back in the day. Dude, so, cool! Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Him and his little brother, actually. Yeah, that's really sweet. So, um, all right. So this is gonna come out like probably close to the end of September, but uh, that gives you a little bit of time to maybe toss a couple dates on your Facebook page. But like I said, you guys usually have dates stacked deep in this Facebook page. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of Riddle with class, I, I don't know how you guys do it, but the Facebook page has that send message thing right there and uh, mm-hmm. help them fill up that event page. Cause I'll tell you what, I love seeing you guys play. You guys are always in a different town and that's one of the, like the funnest parts to see about you guys in these, these traveling cover bands, just like, dude, you guys are in, in this town tonight and you're in, you're in that town next week. And it's, it, y'all kind of have this hub around Fort Dodge, Humboldt, Rockwell city, Manson area. But it's it's neat that you guys find a different place every single weekend to play. It seems like you don't ever double up in a year, almost. It's yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. That's that's what we're doing. And you know, if you if you've seen us before, uh, recently, you know, uh, like I said, we're 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 trying to revamp our set list. That's that's why our calendar's a little lack right now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to take a little time off and revamp things. So if you've seen us recently, you know, and thinking, hey man, the last time I saw him, it's kind of the same deal. It's like. It's oh, gonna we're, be different we're, we're, now. We're, yeah, we're 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 gonna try and dump a bunch of crap out and get some new stuff in there. So make it fun for everybody again, dude. That's awesome because you get that fresh blood in there. It's a new experience, mm-hmm. uh, and then you always have those old songs in your back pocket. If someone's like, "Play this," and you're like, "You know what? We we can play that song." You know, mm-hmm. so that's really cool, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to add to the podcast here while we're here? No, dude. Uh, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I've listened to just about all years. I I enjoy listening to them. I like what you're doing, man. I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot to hear people say that. Uh, you know, I get to see the stats and everything on it, but it still means it means a lot more hearing it from somebody face to face than knowing they'll actually listen. So I really appreciate that, man. And I want to thank you for taking the time to to come to me to the studio to yeah, do a little do a little podcast with me. So uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 50 is in the bank. 5-0. 50 episodes. That's pretty crazy. Halfway to 100. Let's uh, let's keep cranking them out, huh? You heard it from Levi Drew. He said he likes what I got going on, and it's kind of fun to actually hear that from somebody that has listened to a handful of the episodes and then wants to jump in and be part of an episode and just hear what they have to contribute. Uh this is another one of those episodes going in. I'd only met him one other time, and uh, Levi and I had a lot more in common than I thought we would, so it, it, it went real smooth. It was a real nice nice interview process of sorts, and uh, like most of these interviews are more just conversations. I like to just talk with people about what they have going on, and it kind of helps keep the pressure off of them and helps keep the pressure off of me. But it's also kind of fun to get to know these people, you know, to find out that Levi and I both listen to some of the same kind of podcasts, and uh you know he spends a lot of time on the road i spend a lot of time on the road we both kind of like pop punk music it was what we we grew up enjoying the most first you know so it's kind of neat to to find that there's parallels between us but uh you know he's he's got a lot more playing styles under his belt than i do i feel like 
but that's just one of those things that every every musician has their own journey and they're uh we're all trying to get from a to b but we're all taking a different way to get there so it's just kind of fun that's what makes it all of us unique and that's all i'm trying to highlight in this podcast is uh just talk to everybody and say hey you know what do you have going on and why is it cool and then they tell me what they have going on and why it's cool and you know what i think it's cool so i'm glad you guys are listening to this it's been 50 episodes I guess if you don't count that first one that I did that was episode number zero, um, that's the only one that I have uh, that's a solo podcast. I just kind of ran out of stuff to say after about 15 minutes, and I figured I'd leak enough stuff out over the you know rest of the episodes with uh, just adding my own thought process to what people are saying. So, uh, you know, that's 50. Thank you very much, everybody. I want to say huge thanks to all the listeners, everybody who has subscribed, liked, commented reviewed uh youtube itunes facebook no matter where you guys are at i've seen and heard all of it we've went from uh just about 100 facebook likes to about 500 so it's kind of crazy to see all that stuff just keep ballooning up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger so thank you guys very much for supporting what's going on here uh i want to say huge thanks to one of our our biggest supporters which would be the sponsor couchtown coffee Make sure this week you go to CouchTownCoffee.com and you find the coffee you like and make an order and enter the code word CLASS because I'll tell you what, you'll be the classiest cat in the cave drinking this coffee. It's it's so good. I French press it every morning, uh, sometimes in the afternoon, just kind of whenever I want coffee because, man, I love coffee. So I'll tell you what, go to www.CouchTownCoffee.com during this week and this week is going to be the 29th through oh no i gotta pull up a calendar here this is gonna make me look very unprofessional i'm not even gonna edit this out let's see here the episode's coming out on the 29th and then all the way through september 4th so any front time from the 29th through september 4th you make an order you save 20 percent the code word is class I want to say thanks once again to our our guest, Levi Drew. He's riddled with class. He's one of the guys in Riddled with Class. And uh, those guys are on a tear. They've been, the last couple years, just lighting it up around the north central Iowa area and even beyond. So it's it's kind of fun to see all that stuff going on. Uh, Just some buddies of mine out there playing music and just doing very well at it, as a matter of fact. I also want to say, hey, if you guys missed last week's episode... This weekend is the Rockin' Picnic. I got a flyer for it right here. Ooh, sorry. I got a flyer for it right here. Let's see here. Sunday, the 1st, September 1st. That's uh, the Sunday before Labor Day, so you aren't even going to have to work on Monday. So don't worry about that. But it's uh, 3 o'clock. Music starts. Uh, Grin, Brutal Republic, Rolling Thunder. Not in that order. It's going to be Brutal Republic, Grin, and then Rolling Thunder. And I'll tell you what, I'm excited to see all three bands. It's going to be a great show. Check it out. If you're in the Humboldt area uh, at Sheldon Park on Sunday, that's where it's going to be at, 3 o'clock. If you're going to be in the Humboldt area on Saturday, you can come out at 7 o'clock to Sheldon Park and listen to Tom Buller and Just Plain Trouble. They're going to start at 7 o'clock. That's going to be a fun show. Uh, you know, that's that's the show we talked about last week in last week's episode with Scott Dahl. That was one of the repeat episodes, but it wasn't really too much of a repeat episode because we were really, really keen in on the rock and picnic for this for this episode. So that's what's going on uh, as far as in the Humboldt area on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. I will be playing a show 
on the 31st. It's going to be a punk rock beach party at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern in Des Moines. Three Finger Betty, Americature, and the Eleanors. Oh, sweet. I get to see the Eleanors play finally. I've been waiting for that one. Uh, I haven't seen America Cheer play for a while, and I'm super stoked to watch them play, too. So uh, maybe if you are in the Des Moines area on the 31st, you can come out to Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern to a punk rock beach party. Uh, Three Finger Betty's going to be there. Check it out. It's going to be a fun time. I think I've probably talked enough for the end of this episode, so I want to say thanks once again to Levi Drew for joining me on the podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, Couchtown Coffee, and thank you guys, the listeners. I'm out of here. Peace.